running, running. That's great. And then how's the chorus go? Um, well, how's in the streets? Running, running. Well, in the streets. Running, running. Speaking of circle jerks, here we are at Congress again. <laughs> <laughs> now um, the senator is going to meet with um, his son who ran away from home. Oh, that's sweet. You get, they, are they really in the White House, in the Capitol? They're in the Capitol. In real life? No. This is set. like some, some college. Well, it's a set. Yeah. Why? Why? His son's gone hippie, right? Yeah, his son's gone hippie. Running, running. Wow. Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Oh, there you go. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Running, <laughs> running. Running, running. I think you get the point. Oh, is the song over already? <laughs> no, we got one more second left. Keep the songs tight and short. So basically, like, Hallbrook is like, come home, please. And he goes, no, man, that family seems pretty square. <laughs> He's the son's completely changed. And he I goes, mean, you could drive me to drink. And he goes, <clears throat> of course, you're from that alcoholic generation. So he's going to get all shit-faced and go home and terrorize his daughter. Just need a just quick, stiff drink. Head on the nerves. You're part of that alcoholic generation, Dad. We, we eat acid and sugar cube generation. Right, right. We're the acid and sugar cube. But uh, by the time we, as this film goes on, Holbrook will trip. Really? Yep. So is it a sugar cube again? Why am I obsessed no, with that? it was in the water. It was in the water. Oh, was... that's even worse. That's, <laughs> that, that's no fun. You shouldn't uh, always be aware. Drink the water. You're square, Dad. Dad, give it up. I'm cool. I'm a boomer. Yeah, you're not cool, Dad. I think that was in a fish burgers, but you weren't a part of it. Oh, really? Was it a... Uh... Cool, I was like the dad driving in the car. <laughs> it was going, Dad, you're not cool. I was like, you're not cool, Dad. I have a mustache. There he is. Drunk <laughs> at home. He's part of the alcoholic generation. So look, ah. he his daughter's room and starts tearing down Max Frost. And it really, like, it, well, he's going into all their rooms, but it'll go right. into daughters, too, and it'll terrorize her. That's a lot of posters. Oh, that was a, that was Uncle Scrooge. These are just, like, vintage hippie posters that they sell for, like, $300 at this point. Yeah, look, there's the Rolling Stones. Oh, the Beatles. Oh, That's the Rolling Stones. I hate you, Daddy. Daddy, I love the Rolling Stones, and I hate you. Uh-oh. What's she doing in the fountain? Acid. She's on acid, and uh, it's um, she's the House of Representatives lady. <laughs> hardy, hardy. Rest representative. Of what Joe Walsh's Let's Party Party? Let's Party Party. 
Look how young uh, Richard Pryor is. I was looking at Hook. Does Hook go in the water? Or does it? I don't know. Will it rust? I don't know. How can he swim with it? Didn't make fun of Hook. I didn't make fun of him. He just can't make a cup. Carl, his name is Barry, okay? Not Hook. <laughs> he has a hook, but his name is uh, Barry. Is it Barry? Let me check. Uh, hook, uh, Hook, what's your first name? No, but, okay, he's called Hook in this uh, in this film. Let's see, Fuji, Ellie. I don't see his name. Look, he, he's one of the ones you research him, and it's like nothing there. It's nothing to talk about. He's oh, like, no, I, I believe you on that. I just think it's... Uh, the fact that his character's name is Hook is pretty, is pretty weird. I think it's because uh, maybe it's because of his hook. I think it's a good hook. Okay, yeah. so they need everybody to vote yes on the age fourteen thing. Okay, you got it, Danny. With us, that's six votes. They're like, how can we do it? They're like, blackmail. We can't. We don't have time. They go through all of it. Then they decide. We'll put acid in the water. So wait, were they in Los Angeles again? They're still in D.C. Look, they really are. This is a federal crime. He becomes president by... by... <laughs> but the thing is, like, they should have just targeted the House of... Re the, the, the Congress. But right. they didn't. If they put it in the water, all of D.C. is going to trip. Right, but they didn't put it in a reservoir. They just threw it in the lake, the Potomac. Yeah, it's a movie. All the fish are tripping. The uh, but hey, hey I'm a groovy lobbyist. Tripping, Senator Fergus. Here's tripping. my impression of um, tripping in uh, the White House. Now, hey, man. tripping how member of Congress has a under you know thirty person with them as their guide. As a Sherpa in this crazy new world. The thing is, he's acting like acid is alcohol right now. You right. know what I mean? Or mushrooms. It's like not a sensory deprivation thing. It just makes you think. Yeah. And act. Oh, my name is Samuel Clemens. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. Reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> They're all tripping. There's Senator Albright at Bagley Sr. Wow. It's not acid. They're all like stoned. <laughs> well, no, it's like acid because of like close-ups. Oh, he's freaking out. That's kind of acidy. Now they're going to do the vote. And they're everyone, yay! Yay! But the thing is, the person taking the vote is stoned. Okay, so here's the long forgotten Shelly Winters. Now right. that uh, he's gonna like run for president or something. Um, oh, wait, now I think this is a scene where Holbrook comes to him and looks, says, Would you talk some sense into your boy? And she's saying, Ever since the accident, she's been with an acid therapist. Oh, a little microdosing. Ahead of his time. And so you can see the father is in a wheelchair and he's smoking pot. 
So anyway, she won't help him tell his son to quit it. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have breaking news. Uh, my brother wants to get on the speaker. He has one thing to say. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. This, this is a live podcast, but we're going to bring him in. All right. All right. Let me... How does this phone work? Okay, here we go. Uh, the host of Proudly Presents. 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 Cult Movie Podcast. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hey. Uh, am I on speaker? You're on speaker. No. Reese, um, Reese. Oh, Reese, Reese with a spoon? No, with a knife. <laughs> uh, you're on the podcast, by the way, Adam. I hung up after that. Oh, okay. That was a brief appearance from Adam Spiegelman, host of Proudly Resent. Yeah, so guys, some great interviews. And that blows our cover that it's not really January 2022. Why? What did he say? He said that there was a, a stabbing of an actor today. Reese. Reese, uh, Reese who? With their, with their spoon? No, with a knife. With oh, their knife. You know, I... I knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a... I had to respond, right? I mean, I couldn't leave him hanging like that. It would be embarrassing. I guess. So now... <laughs> Um, they're plotting that he would run for president. Is he going to be a Democrat or a Republican? And they strategize, and he's going to be a Republican just because it fits opportunistically, and he's going to run for president. This is their big powwow. Wait, and where are they powwowing? In the fucking Capitol again? Yes, in the Capitol building. I'm telling you, I just watched that HBO uh, documentary on January the January sixth. Uh huh. And they're just chilling out. That's pretty cool. Having Pepsi with a with a fuck <laughs> Coke. Did you ever see George C. Scott's sitcom called Mr. President? It was on Fox uh, back in the day. I guess no. Had a very special Mr. President. So you thought it would be cool to smoke pot in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> Sunday, 8.30 after The Simpsons. All right, he's running for president already. Simpson, they'd spare nothing on this budget. I want the biggest Eisenhower. Is that oh, Eisenhower behind him? Eisenhower and Reagan. Yeah. It, that was the day of, you know, Eisenhower was out of office. He was the most recent Republican president. Who's that dude? Who behind? Oh, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Is he? Oh, it's William Shatner. William I'm sure he's a son of a business. <laughs> I'm sure he's a son of a bitch. Was he the vice president? I guess. Yeah, probably. Hubert Hubert Humph. Oh, he was a Democrat. Wow. Yeah. I guess I'm drawing a blank. I wasn't I born, but Eisenhower's vice president was. Was it Nixon? Yeah, maybe right. That makes Nixon sense. Vice president. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow, what a lousy tie! It's always with the red ties these candidates. Cravat. It's a cravat. Oh, it is cravatative. Wait, <laughs> provocative cravat. I can't do it. It's provocative for Krakowitz. You cannot do it. 
I cry. I try, but I or not do it. Rav. Rav. Cravat. Cravat. Oh, right, yeah. Boy, this guy likes dogs. Yeah, that's Albright. And he's going... Uh, he just can't... There's Dick Clark. Oh, Dick Clark! I'm producing this movie for the youth. Wow, he really was young. In 68... Yeah, Dick Clark. Did he? You know, he had Dick Clark Productions. Well, I guess this is the AIP movie, so it's not. Yeah. He's not producing this. And it's a perfect one because they hit the nail on the head. It was the times. Never trust anyone under thirty, and they exploited it all the way to this. Right, and Dick Clark was sixty-nine, as he said in this. It took <laughs> place in sixty-eight, and he was sixty-eight. So now we're having more delusional. Um, Shelly Winter stuff in which she's like thinking that if her president, her son becomes president, she will be uh, ambassador to England and the queen will accept her in, gosh, I forget the name of the Buckingham Palace room. Oh, uh, the hoity-toity room. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's already passed. It was like the oh. court of Elysian or some crap. Boy, she she is eluded. Nut crack. Now, does she help him at the end of this movie? He he has to have a downfall, right? He's not going to get shot in the head, and the movie's going to end. Nope. Wow, look at this! They're all able to see Max Frost. Yay, president uh, for president. Dun, dun, oh, this is pretty cool. Gonna fly now. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Don't have time for plot development. Dun, dun. Look how he's playing the drums. Yeah. His left hand's holding it like a chopstick. His right hand's holding it like a club. That's the old school style of drumming? Mm hmm And still jazz today. Yeah. Wow. You know all the great presidents, Ulysses S. Grant. Max Frost. Max Frost. Yeah, Max right. There you Max go. Frost. We stop at Johnson because that's where we are in history. Right. The 25th? No, 34th. Here he is, President. Uh, I think President it's Frost. Hey, he's got a rat tail, our president? Gross. Yeah, gross. Absolutely fucking disgusting. Oh, on, no on November 5, 1968, the Republican nominee Max Frost is elected president of the United States, defeating Democrat incumbent Lyndon B. Johnson. Because they didn't know he wasn't going to run for another term when this was made. He's inaugurated as the 37th president, January 20, 1969. In reality, former Vice President Richard Nixon won the 68 election, defeating the Democrat incumbent Vice President Herbert Humphrey at the time of building. It was widely expected Johnson would run for a second full term. However, in March, he announced he wasn't going to do so. God, yeah. Now, also, like, I mean, 1968, there was the presidential, the Democratic uh, Convention, right? Which was pretty crazy for what I understand. Yeah. Yes. That was, yeah. There were protests outside, and it ended up in violence. 
Blood in the streets, the town of Chicago. Oh, if only they had that footage, they could pad out this movie more. Now, Holbrook will try to shoot the president. Sore loser. Yeah. Yeah. And... Oh, no, he's giving his... Is uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington filibuster speech. Well, it's it's worse than that. What he's doing is he's saying they're going to implement internment camps, and everyone thirty-five and older is going to go to the internment camp. Whoa! What a hard turn. And take acid. And take acid. Yeah. Now watch. Holbrook's going to pull out a gun and go to shoot him. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to no acid, Holbrook. You know. Yeah. I was gonna hold this brook. <laughs> you can't hold brook. Can't hold brook. How'd you like a brook? Not even how. <laughs> can't have. You can't hold brook. Well, oh, excuse me. I didn't see you. I was too busy writing. Uh, Mark Twain. Well, I was too busy writing Adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. So he's going to pull out his gun. Mark, don't do it. Samuel, put the gun away. Don't so do no it, Mr. Clemmings. Opening, so no one notices. He learned that from Dirty Harry. He's got the gun. Wait a minute. He brought a gun into the floor? Yep. Yay. A tournament camp for all. Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa, stop. That's Frank Grillo from... Uh... He goes, let him run. He won't get far. And guess what? He'll never pay for that crime. Nowhere in the rest of this film is he going to get, you know, arrested trying to kill the president. Hey, if, if uh, Max Frost isn't getting arrested for this pinstripe suit, then no one will. Well, in the day, that's fashionable. I guess so. Look at that rain cap she's I know, a little pokey dotties. That was fashionable. Ridiculous. Well, the other the other guys are just squares. Yeah, and they're yeah. really annoyed by this little creep. Off to the LSD camp. I don't think he's saying it now. Oh, really? Oh, I gotta we gotta raise the volume on this. You want draft me? We'll draft beer. <laughs> draft beer. Oh, I'm trying to think of the guy who came up with acid and then took a bicycle ride. Do you hear that story? Yeah. He, and then he was going. He would not be cool with these camps. <laughs> He'd be like, you guys got the wrong idea on how to take acid. Elisergic acid diethylamide tartrate 25. That was the batch that he made, and he got on his bike to head home and tripped his brains out. Yeah. Internment camps. No, it's so crazy. Every state of the union's got one. Sure. Oh, there's Paradise Camp. Oh, it's par with the peace sign, Carl. I think my irony meter is exploding. Look at the old people. Including Senator Albrecht. Including Ed Bankley. There he is, Ed Bankley. Yeah. Yeah, senior. And his uh, graduation gown. Who else would be waiting for the bus but an old person? 
Look what an old timey bus it is, too. It's not, it's not even a Volkswagen. That's just like a. I don't know. They must have had it on the lot. This is shot on the lot. Look, there's the water coolers with acid. Everyone's got to take. Yeah, no one's drinking. They're too busy talking about last night's episode of. Uh, did you see Sex and the City last night? I couldn't believe it. You guys watch Game of Thrones? All right, enough water cooler chat. Keep going. Oh, I see. It's water cooler. Hey, I've, have you guys? I've seen Sex in the City many times. Uh, once in the subway. Uh huh. Once behind a dumpster. Yeah. Once in an alleyway. Oh, you gotta just leave me alone, right? Apparently, people have urges. Wow, they're, these hippies are putting them in hippie camps. Yeah, but why do they have to push um, hair off their clothes and be assholes? I don't understand. Like, where there's just like 20, 30 old people. Yeah, and, and uh, what? Like, what's the exit policy? They take acid, and then when are they rehabilitated? And now they'll be cool, and you let them back into society. There isn't any of that. Is this everyone from the neighborhood? Oh, are we still in Washington D.C.? I would doubt it. Yeah. They this they travel from like DC to Los Angeles consistently. Oh, Ethan Surfy. Uh get out of there, you bum. You beach bum. Ethan Surfy. Surfy? The guy from uh, My Name is Earl, his buddy. Oh, okay. From I thought he was wife, um Hawaiian Punch guy looked like to me. He looks like Punchy, the Hawaiian Punch guy. Punchy. You're talking about Punchy? Yes. So now they're saying, like, what about people who are 35 and they look 25 and they're faking it? And he's like, well, if they're faking it, they're probably pretty cool. Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. And he says, what about the ones who are like, some people are hiding old people in their attic. And he goes, well, they're out of the way then, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Weird. He's really just Turn into a lunatic. Yep. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know why? Just because it sounds cool. Right. Well, are the old people going to revolt? Nope. Oh. Nope. They're going to hang out in camp. I heard they're just going to go hang out in camp and call you on your birthday. And Hallbrook will kill himself. Wow. Yeah. What a bummer. Right. Damn. <laughs> this guy, like, uh, I mean, I feel like it's, is everyone in internment camps, as you say, in all 50 states? Yeah. Everyone over 35. 35 or older. Up. Here they found someone who's over 35 and didn't go to the camp. Get a, you know how they track them. They go on Facebook. And they're <laughs> like, you're posting. You must be over 35. <laughs> no. Oh, this is like uh, Planet of the Apes was also 68. This looks like that scene. Right. Except, you know, Planet of the Apes was better. He goes, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. And they're like, oh, holy oh. shit. The hippie's like, get your hand, get your clean hands off of me. Get your hands off of me, you clean, square human. human. <laughs> Lipstick. 
this is very insulting because uh, it's like um, they I forget the lot. Turn it on. All right. There we go. Don't want to be no yellow peril. So, I'm just saying, like, the people of China would not make up a song in which they don't want to be no yellow peril. It's just, it was stupid for the movie. Okay, and another person who won't go quietly is Shelley Winters. Because her character establishes that, oh, they got her. Oh, well. Never know. Stupidly saying, like, I'm young, I'm young. I, I look, I'm young, I'm young. Right. Well, she was, she was very cute, but, you know. That was Hook. Did you see? Why would Hook be at some raid? Because it's the mom of the president, maybe? He's like, we got to take you in. Hey, Mrs. Frost. Hey, Hook. Sorry <laughs> about this. Doing, no, you got to work. Yeah, there's Dad hiding his face. <laughs> and not Dad, son. Son. And fifteen-year-old accountant. Run, old people. <clears throat> Is this a memory or? I have no idea. Who are these people, Carl? I have no idea. Well, that's the Max Frost for sure. I really don't know what this scene is about. Oh, he's doing good. Yeah. He's this is like the head of the army and he's sending uh he's feeding the world. Now this she's freaked out because of the acid, but we're gonna see Holbrook. We can't hold him back. Can't hold Brook back. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Oh, excuse me. I didn't see you there. I was too busy writing The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Samuel Clemens. Are you using the N-word, Mr. Holbrook? Well... Repeatedly. It's my character. Yeah. Well, I have Mark Twain. Right, you know, he used to use the N-word a lot, and people would be like, Mr. Holbrook. He goes, no, 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 I'm a character. I'm Mark Twain. <laughs> So now there's the daughter of <clears throat> the late Senator Ferguson. Right. He's I like, remember her. I don't want to or whatever. And then he's like, well, you're gonna because I'm the adult. And she goes, how old are you? Turn it up because I forgot how old he is. 26 maybe. And she goes, that's old. Twenty-four. Game. Old. Now, for some reason, that will haunt him. Right. He called him old, which is wow. No, it's not dumb. He's acting he's like a big, big baby. He's got six years before his palm starts. He's acting like a baby, and a baby calls him out. He's like, "That's me. I'm <laughs> a little girl. What have I done?" Oh, and also the internment camp. I'm a crazy. I'm a crazy. I'm an actress. I'm an actress. You ever see Red Dawn? 
Red Dawn's like this too. The communist like uh, gets uh, their their father. He's like, avenge me. Yeah. He's like, avenge me. Wolverine. Wolverine. Come on, Wolverine. Save me from this camp. They're acid as shit. Wolverines. I'll avenge you, Dad. Oh, no. Shit. Catch up. Got catch up on the barbed wire. Oh. Hey, watch out for that movie screen. So now he got rid of the Secret Service. So he just can go wherever he wants. Yeah. Kick back, go around hot. So he's in D.C. then, but it looks like... I think he's in L.A. right this second. But he's the president. I know. Doesn't have to make sense. Now oh, he's really? Sports. Yeah, now he's... We're halfway through this? You're old. No, I think we're much closer to the end than you think. Yeah, it's there's only oh, really? four minutes left. Yeah. Four minutes left? Kicking ass. You're old. You're oh, old. no. So when I first saw this movie the first time ever, I thought he was going to kill himself. He's that, like, low. He's just going to take a leak. The end. But what they do is they try to make a fake twist ending. I can't believe this movie's ending. Nothing's happened. Well, the internment camps are pretty bad. Well, he became president. Big deal. Got the ages lowered to 14. He had rights in the street. Yeah. They lowered the the voting age to 14, and suddenly the president is president of Minecraft. And then suddenly (laughs) Minecraft is, I'm telling you, these these kids today. The the secretary of of Fortnite. (laughs) Now, is he an acid or something? I don't know. This is like when I really thought he was going to kill himself. And run out of hair gel. Be careful on the, the ground rolling around. You don't want to get your hair. Yeah, you don't want to get ticks too. Yeah, that's true. So Ooh, oh, you just walked in the water. Your shoes are getting wet. Squish, 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 squish. <clears throat> he can do anything he wants. He's the president. I'm going to walk in a puddle because I'm the president. Wow. Now, he comes across some sea creature. Like a shrimp or a prawn or a something. Sea monkey? They say what it is. Yeah, it's a sea monkey. And he kills it for no reason. He's the president, David. That's the power. You're old. Shut up, fish. (laughs) Oh, he didn't even like. What is it? Crawdaddy. The critter. They call it something different, though. Well, I don't know what it's called in Washington, D.C. slash Los Angeles, but... It, get, it bit him, so he gets angry, and he kills it. Oh, that better be a, For a mechanical no crab. Oh! Hey, I watch videos like this. Right step now, on it. river dance. <laughs> right. What did you do? Why'd you kill him? He's our pet. And he's yeah. like, what are you going to do about it? Beat me Unknown up? comic? Unknown comic junior? What are you going to do about it? You guys are okay. too poor. You can't even so, afford a mask. Turn the sound up so you can hear the twist ending. 
Oh, the youth are going to kill him? That would be good, but they just imply it. Watch, watch. He's the president. Leave the sound up. Leave the sound up. All right. I don't know. I'm getting hypnotized by this music. Whoa. Yeah, so they wanted to get rid of the older people. Well, we're going to get rid of people older than us, and that's you, Max Frost. Listen, if same-sex marriage can exist, then I can marry uh, a chair. If they lower it to 15, they can lower 10. Whoa, so this does set it up for a sequel. And I do believe they'll be outnumbered. Yeah, exactly right. Is it me, but does that look like an American flag? I guess that's what it's supposed to imply. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Wild in the streets. Carl, what did you think of the movie? Um, it was interesting because it's a snapshot of time and political movements around that time, like the draft and NOM and lowering the voting age, lowering the drinking age because of NOM. But, um, I don't know. It was, it was a curiosity. Yeah. It was a, a youth exploitation film with a political, you know, hypothesis, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I always wanted to see it, and I did. I don't know. It's I can't tell if it's like half ripoff or, uh, you know, half exploitation. Like this. Perfect AIP film. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was solid. I'm glad I finally saw it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You heard uh, about it for years. Yeah. Sometimes there's movies like you ever see like a movie that, let's say when you're young, this movie came out and you missed it. Now people are like, oh, you got to go see this movie. And you're like, I don't know. I don't want to watch The Goonies. You know, my life, I've, I've, I've gone on through my life without watching it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have watched Wild in the Streets here on Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl, L-W-A-F-L-O-Y-P. Nailed it. <laughs> Check out the YouTube channel. Carl does spend a lot of time syncing up the episodes to the movie, so give yourself a break syncing it yourself. Uh, Carl, next week's movie, well, very excited. We should mention this is... Uh, Every year, last since the last few years, public domain movies go into the public domain. After seventy-five years, they uh, go into the public domain. So there's a list of movies that are now available to do whatever you want. You can talk over them and sell it, and you know we we reappropriated the movie by talking over it, and we created new art yeah. because the art's available to the public, and uh, you could play and tinker with it. So next week we're gonna watch. The greatest movie ever. Yeah. It's gonna and there's no real trailer, so it's called The General from nineteen twenty six and is starring Buster Keaton. Right. Uh, we saw another Buster Keaton film. So Seven Chances. Yeah. And that was also because it became public domain. Yeah, that's right. That's right. These uh and uh this one is like a classic. So we're actually watching a good movie next week. I just wanna give you a heads up. But I of also course, love that it's a silent film because then us talking over it, that's right. okay. That's okay. We, hey, this is the uh, narrator from Wildness Streets. What the fuck, guys? Talking over my <laughs> entire movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. By the way, Larry Bishop from Hellrise played Hook. Larry Bishop. Okay. He's the one that says opinions uh, are like assholes on your elbow or whatever he said in Kill Bill Volume 2. Uh -huh. He was he was the manager. 
right? At the strip club that uh, Bud. Listen, I did see Kill Bill, but I hated it, so I right. didn't, I didn't pay attention. Well, I think it was I saw, saw Kill Bill too, but I hated it. Okay, well here I'll remind you. So after two and a half hours of the first movie, an hour into the next movie, it shows up. Oh, you don't remember? Okay. No. Yeah. I remember. My name is Buck. I like to. Buck, but that that line is from uh, a Toby Hooper movie. Oh. But, yeah, with uh, and uh, Freddy Krueger, that actor Robert England, uh, said that line. God, I just saw that movie. It's like about like some Florida alligator monster movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, he's a predator, but there's I don't know. There was like an alligator chasing people. I don't remember. Anyway, we're talking about two different movies. This movie, The General, has no alligators. There's no Buck who likes to fuck. There's no Freddy Krueger in it. Uh, his dad is a railroad engineer, and he inherits the uh, Civil War or train. I don't even remember right, the Right, The General is the name of the train. It's yes. not the person you're going to meet. Yeah. it's. And then the sequel, I've seen the sequel, The, the General's Daughter, with uh, John Travolta. Well, we would love for you to check out this movie, uh, and we'll be watching a few uh, public domain movies in the next couple of weeks to celebrate the new year and the uh, the new public domain offerings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, uh, you could check out. By the way, uh, the San Francisco Sketch Fest started January third, mm. and uh, I am will be on closing night performing with Colin Mayhem with as the Great Difficulties. It's a great double bill with. Please leave the Bronx. Very funny. We all performed 20 years ago at the initial uh, sketch fest in San Francisco. So it's kind of a nice return to form. And that will be over at the piano fight main stage uh, at 8 p.m. And you can find tickets at sfsketchfest.com. Carl, you got something to promote, don't you? Uh, not really. Uh, carlsucks.com is not working. It's uh, <laughs> carl.com. Sucks. I gotta look into why. Ooh, that's yeah. I hate that stuff. The internet's supposed to last forever, and I'm supposed to remember every th- account I have. So if I have a website, exactly, it's gotta work for the rest of the time. Yeah, I hate that. All right. Well, uh, don't go to carlsucks.com. Go to carl.sucks. Yeah, carl.sucks. Yeah. Well, that's been the show. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Right. you. Let's watch a full-length movie. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a- Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I- I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike 
I turn on Tarzan in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You've picked a winner again. Wow. We're here on Mutiny Radio as we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to us by typing in mutinyradio.fm and hit listen live. We are also available as a podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, our acronym, and we are on iTunes. Also, I should mention, Carl, there is a way that you can find the live stream feed uh, uh, M3U uh, address and add it into your uh, podcast, uh-huh. anything that listens to live feed. So you can listen to it separately from the, the browser. But you can just go to mutinyradio.fm. That's the quickest way to listen to us live or download our podcast, you can get the link there. You could also uh, donate. Hit the donation button. We appreciate you donating via Patreon or through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Carl, we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube with Mm -hmm. our audience. We Mm -hmm. ask the audience to listen to the podcast and then watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. Mixed media. We're we're reappropriating media. We want to watch a movie with you. And apparently, this movie is a real winner. <laughs> uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? <clears throat> this week, we will be watching You Must Be Joking, 1965. That's what you put in YouTube search engine. You Must Be Joking, 1965. The channel we like is Michael Keeley. All right. Michael Keeley is the channel on YouTube. Go ahead and type in You Must Be Joking, 1960. You must be joking. 1965, once you find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left, and then wait for us to say go. That's a lot to do, but don't worry. We are very excited to bring up our one of our great features, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Warren. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. My name's Chris Warren. So happy to be here with the great Carl. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, and I love that you started that way. I even asked you to start that way because that's the way you start your stand-up routine. I'm curious. You always seem to start the same way. What's going on there? Yes, that's something I've, I've pretty much been doing since I started stand-up. Uh, what happened was when I, like, you know, in the first month of stand-up, I would just do comedy at these open mics and like bars and restaurants where people were not expecting comedy, didn't want comedy, were you know yeah. ordering drinks, having side conversations, uh, and you know it was hard to get their attention. So I would just start the set off by yelling you know my name as loud as possible. <laughs> they they they'd look over and then I knew I had like about thirty seconds to hook them. Yeah, yeah so it, was, <laughs> it was just by necessity, honestly. <laughs> It's a technique. I hear you. It's not branding. It's not marketing. It's hooking them. Exactly. And now people come to expect it. You can't let the people down. 
you cannot, right? That is the first rule of Chris Warren. Now, you are not a Jersey comedian. That's who I'm often interviewing on this show. You are a Connecticut comedian. Now, what town do you live in out there? I live over in the beautiful, sunny city of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Rock the 203 every day, baby. <laughs> so that's really far. Now, the thing is that, like, I count you amongst, like, our clique. I mean, we've got common friends, right? We've got Luke Rothschild. We've got Anthony Quinn. I mean, these are Jersey, New York. Well, those two are New York, right? But why is it that you travel so far uh, to come here for comedy? Um, well, I just think, for, you know, everyone does comedy a little differently. For me personally, I, uh, I want to get in front of new places as much as possible, right? Because it's like Connecticut, where I'm from, not the biggest state. We have a, we have a nice scene. I, you know, I like Connecticut's comedy scene, but it's not very mm -hmm. big. It's like the same 20 people I see at the same four mics every week. Uh, so that's, you know, that gets to be old pretty quick. And there's only so many shows that are booking out of Connecticut. So at a certain point, you know, there's only so much you can do. You got to get out, go somewhere different. So if I could go to, you know, if I can only do four mics a week in Connecticut, that's not really enough to, uh, try to get better in my opinion. So it's okay. I'll go to Jersey this week. I'll go up to Massachusetts this week, out to Rhode Island sometimes over to, you know, the Hudson Valley over to New York city. It's like all these places are roughly an hour, hour and a half away. It's not the end of the world. So I might as well get out, try different things. And you meet all sorts of new comics like yourself, Carl, make new connections, uh, get in yeah. new rooms. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've got, had a very good experience with going to new places. Now, way back when it was pre pandemic, a bunch of comedian, co Connecticut comedians, maybe four or five of you would show up at the reserve club once or twice. And, and, uh, some of those Connecticut Comedians were on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. They were on uh, King of the Mountain at Scotty's in, in Springfield. They've all withered away. You're the guy who keeps coming out. This is dedication to craft, and I commend you for it. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of those guys um, just don't do comedy anymore. Um, wow. Huh. Pandemic, yeah. or who knows? Uh, some of them, the pandemic... I mean, everyone's different. Just kind of taught them that this wasn't really what they wanted to be doing with their life. And that's okay. You know, that's their choice. Some of them moved because of the pandemic. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of people, some of them just disappeared. I, I, you know, I haven't heard from them since. So you never know. Yeah. So I think it's really great that you come out an hour and a half. Isn't too much. That's certainly true. And you get yourself in front of a bunch of strangers. See if your jokes work to a different group of people. Exactly. Okay. Now. Chris Warren, how do people find you out there on the internet, out there in social media, the Instagrams, the Snapper chats? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Chris Warren Comedy on Instagram. That's Chris Warren Comedy. Uh, and I post all my shows up there. All my dates for the month are up there. So you can come find me mm -hmm. doing shows uh, all over New England, New York, New Jersey. So hopefully somewhere near you, come out and say hi. Now, we just did a show together. Right. Uh, we went down there, the, the open mic, I, it, they never canceled it, even though the host didn't show up because of a COVID fear or something. We got up in front of a day, bunch of strangers, the three of us, right? Luke, you and I, and it went horrible, I felt, right? Nobody was paying attention. This is the stuff that toughens you up, yes? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I mean, it sucked, but, you know, that is, uh, 
as much as it'd be fun, right, to do mm-hmm. a real show, a real club every night, that's uh, not where we're at right now. So you got to do some open mic comedy every now and again. And uh, open mic comedy can be very brutal. And that was a nice, perfect yeah. example. This, uh, we were at this little dive bar in New Jersey. Raritan. Uh, Raritan, New Jersey, Mike. Raritan, New Jersey. And uh, there were a bunch of guys watching the college football game. <laughs> and they did not like that comedy was interfering with that very much. That's right. That's right. And they just came out to you know, their local watering hall, and we invaded, and, uh, but it, it toughens you up, it, it it was still, you know, and you worked the crowd, I really didn't hear, I heard material towards the end, but you knew, you read the room, and you started with your intro, and you, and you worked the crowd, I thought that was very, very uh, clever, I didn't do that. I, I appreciate that, Carl, yeah, it's just, um, I've done comedy in so many weird places, like, you know, that's just you kind of read when a room is not wanting comedy. It, it, it doesn't really benefit you to do a setup punchline kind of joke because they're yeah. not paying attention. So you want to try to uh, get them involved as much as possible. And granted, they didn't give me very kind answers to my attempted <laughs> crowd work with them. Uh, a lot of fuck off. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do is exactly what you did. Okay, now, out there on Instagram, it's Chris Warren Comedy. Now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. They're ready to press play at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Warren, and give me that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, will do, guys. Everybody ready? Hands on the remote. Three, two, one, play. All right. Is this simply movie's logo going to be in the entirety of this movie? This is Columbia, and it um, will not be the entirety. Okay, that's good. Oh, yes, yeah, Simply Movies? Yo, that guy? Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. he did to us. Well, Do at least you brought us. That is the woman from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> that's exactly In the opening right. credits. You know, in this opening credits. Oh, these are real people. I don't know who he is. I know that guy, Lionel Jeffries. That's right. You do. These he are all. Our show. Oh, really? Was, there's a. Uh... The butler from Training Places, I recognize yeah, Elliot. Yeah, him on our show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, special appearances, not just starring. Right, special they're like well-known English guys, and they show up. Ooh, now introducing. These credits are going crazy. Oh, and guest star. We have yeah, a guest, but star, a guest introduc- star. He's throughout the whole thing. I don't get that. They had special appearance of introducing. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, then guest star. It's very British. Is this a movie like or that. TV show or it's variety special? And they shot in black and white because it was cheaper and it was accepted. I mean, we've had color since the 30s, but people would still have a black and white TV. They would go to a black and white movie. It was done to save a lot of money. That's absolutely right. There was, you know, you had color TV, but most people have black and white TVs. Mm-hmm. That's why you would see these commercials on for television for color television shows in black and white. They just figured either way it's going to reach the audience. Why pay in color? Are, are these the actual people you think? Yes. Michael Winner. He's the director. And he came up with this idea, the story. He got someone to script it for him. Right. 
he would go on to do Death Wish and it's like two of its sequels. Yeah, no, I remember him from the Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Pictures story. He passed away, unfortunately, when the film was released uh, by mm-hmm. 2014. He wasn't introduced, but a lot of people have a lot of negative stories about him and his director style and just the way he was uh-huh. uh, on Death Wish and just the kind of nihilism that his stuff had. And That's I it. I know that he was like a celebrity restaurant critic, and he has a lot of Me Too like charges. Paper, right? Yeah. Was a little bit of a celebrity yeah he was on tv a lot and he would go on talk shows and be snobby okay so this uh general just showed up who says is a special guest he's not and he's like you there <laughs> what's the man i was promised begging your pardon sir thank you <laughs> you know it's almost is that, on. are you <laughs> doing your terry thomas impersonation yeah, he showed up to pick up. Right now, he's like, "Oh, dreadfully sorry to interrupt your, your, car, you know, meeting of the minds." <laughs> he re- he reminds, yeah, he's great, and he it's was in... yeah, precisely at sixteen hundred hours. It is now sixteen hundred and twenty hours. He re- he reminds me of. Uh... Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll say once the plot line is revealed, but there's a John uh, Cleese movie with a scavenger hunt, and John right. Cleese plays the guy who introduces the instructions, and he does it, you know, in a normal Terry Thomas-esque manner. Right, right. Now, this guy, Terry Thomas, was, he, he's throughout the whole thing. He was the English character actor. You know him well. You see the gap in his teeth. He was in sure. Mad Mad World. Right, right, which was like two years ago from this movie, like 63. Now, he's not a star, this guy we're meeting. He's an American. He's not the star of it, but he is like uh, – Columbia insisted on having him. They thought he was going to bring it to America. Well, I never heard of this movie, so I guess it didn't succeed. Yeah, that's right. And and, and the director says some snotty thing about him. <clears throat> right. What a winner. Okay. You know, so I can't – uh, Charles Schneer liked the Hackney script, agreed to make it as the deal he had with Columbia. Columbia insisted that Michael Carlin play a lead role. Winner called the actor a nice fellow who didn't sell the film in America and didn't help it in England either. So Ooh, meow. 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 Good. Uh, Sit up maybe, in your chair. Maybe that was just poor direction. So we have uh, a Scotsman, an American. Yeah, we're meeting another guy who has to report to this base for some reason. All right. And we're just learning he's like silly, over pompous, military, takes himself too seriously, is a little delusional because of it. No, uh, and he's wearing a kilt, so he's going to, there'll be some up kilts shots, I imagine. Well, this is an army. Someone's bound to get kilt. Oh, you know, in this world, it's kilt or be kilt. <laughs> it's helter helter out there. Man, that's the one great thing about cocktails are the garnishes. Like you can get the pickled cauliflower. With your you can finger. Yeah. All of my bloody berry with yeah. olives deep in the goo. <laughs> I have to use my finger. Hey, well, can you give me a celery so I can get the carrot, the olives out? Thanks. Hello, I'm Fitzroy Tabasco. Tabasco. Now, these guys, I'm supposed to recognize everybody, right? Like, this is well, one of the... 
you certainly recognize denim and no, you're not. If you were English, yes, you'd know what I'm right. talking about. Like the, if we were watching Kingman, He was in Dick Van Dyke. Um, he was in our movie in um, The Prisoner of Zenda. Right, that's right. Oh, right, he was in Prisoner of Zenda, the, the Scottish guy here. Yeah, and Mary, was it Mary Poppins? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was the grandfather of Dick Van Dyke. That was an amazing. I, I'm still waiting for them to make a car like Chitty Chitty. <laughs> Everybody knows you and Cars got that bang bang. People always derail that movie, but you know what? Stop making kids movies. Maybe we won't have to deal with that. You gotta crank out movies for children year after year. Or are you gonna come up with JJ Bang Bang? How about we just <laughs> stop? Kids have plenty of movies. Reissue them. Save money. Near, far, in a motor car. I'm not sure what that is from. Oh. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, right. Okay. I All I remember is uh, what... Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you. Chitty Chitty Here Bang Bang, we love you. When Here I saw it as a kid... Car in a motor car. Oh, Chitty that's Chitty the next bang line. Bang, we love you. The kid, I'm like, this is the worst movie I ever saw. And then I'm oh, like, really? whoa. I had an erection. It was like my first bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's but happening? I'm... I was fooled by that movie, and it was all colorful, and then it fucking blew. Right, but it was terrible. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I'm time. sure it won't hold up for me. And I was just a little kid. Right. Like I, feel, I, I like it because I was like, I highly had a good one. I love those few lyrics from that song. So what are they They're planning? So this is the plot. They they hired they got all these military guys from different countries or what have you. Yeah. Are they like all like army or navy or they're all the branches. And then you got the my fair lady guy up there, the general, being yeah. like This is the age of nuclear war. However, I'm sure you would agree that there wouldn't be a scrape on the ground or two. So like the idea is, you know, how do we test you? Uh, your medal as a soldier. So what they're going to do is pretend that there was a nuclear bomb, the country is devastated, they have to go out with a list of six scavenger hunt type things to put into a, like a time capsule and be buried forever to preserve England. Oh, like a bag of uh, crisps? <laughs> yes. Because one of them is like duck. Like uh, in many English houses, they have these ceramic ducks hanging on the wall. Oh, that's okay. great. So I would you get know, a Billy Bass space. <laughs> right? No, you know the hood ornament on the Rolls Royce? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Oh, like the BC Boys. Remember the uh, people in England were like stealing the Volkswagen uh, logo yeah. from the cars because they could dress like the 1987's BC Boys? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... You, they also, one of them is a lock of hair and an autograph from this French porn singer named Sylvia Tarnett. Now, why is that English? I don't know. Well, we saw a lot of, like, we like to watch movies from England during the 60s, especially, like, the swinging, yeah. you know, London scene and yeah. the sex comedy. So maybe that's that angle. The greatest but, thing for me about this film is all the accents. Which we're not going to listen to for the most part. Right. 
So they're, they're, he's saying, like, if there's a nuclear bomb, we want to see you guys collect items for a time capsule to see how you would survive and just resor how resourceful you are. Yeah. Now, it's a stupid premise because they're going to go out there into the real world, not a nuclear war world, and they're basically going to go get the stuff. It is a scavenger hunt. It doesn't make sense. And then they win something, whoever gets the scavenger. So yeah, this they, is get like... a, they get a, um, a, a trip around the world with a partner, and they also get like promises of promotion, promotion, promotion. It, it's never defined. So this is like it's a mad, 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 mad world with yeah. Terry Thomas from two years ago, but this yeah. time it's different comedians, British comedians. Well, it's England. It's so England. So this is like rat race. This is what I'm talking about. Like John Cleese gave the instructions of, of what you need to do to win the game. Uh -huh. And you know, the one fun one of the great moments of that movie, he goes, Go. And then like look at her, I go, Go. And he goes, What do you mean? <laughs> that was good. That was a good scene. Oh yeah, that's right. I have to see that again. Well, I saw that in the theater in ninety nine, like you know, best movie year ever, but I recently showed that to my kid, thinking, like, I kind of like this comedy. Maybe this is like a modern-day mad, 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 mad world. And there's a scene where this woman catches her husband having an affair in a jacuzzi, and she's overhead in the helicopter, so she lowers the helicopter to break open the uh, above-ground jacuzzi, outdoor jacuzzi. And my kid was like, it's what's so funny with all this destruction? Like, oh, how great. <laughs> You know? Didn't hold up. No, it didn't hold up. Didn't know why. In a way. In a disappointing way. Yeah, like it's, didn't see the comedy. Like, uh, what was so funny with destruction? Like, you know, dumb slapstick. Because the movie was a lot of destruction. Uh, some good. I loved <laughs> slapstick. I just do. I Look, do you know it's fake. You know it's a presentation to, and it's called entertainment. You know it's pretend on TV. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, if you sit there and think, I don't know, there is empathy there. Well, I don't know. I just believe that nobody's really getting hurt. Like it's all fake. So, right, and not only that, like when there's chaos, like things get destroyed in car chases, it's more action for me uh -huh. than like. Haha, uh -huh, comedy, but it's funny action. So therefore, it falls under comedy, right? And, you know the rhythm of it. Like a fight always has like great choreography in a movie, and you have that visual kick of it, and that's the fun of the movies. So if a car smashes into a fruit basket, a fruit stand, yeah, when a guy who gets shot falls gracefully, you know it's a movie, right? But, you know, when Smokey drives his car through a, uh, a plate glass window that two people are carrying, it's funny, I guess. <laughs> All right. Children. Okay, enjoy the corn maze. Watch out for the children in the corn. Right. Now, our upperclassman, you know, Elliot Dellum. Yeah. De Denholm Elliot. Of course, he's sitting his ass on the bench. He's already, you know, making preparations and arrangements for his people to get him out of there. There's a. I love how there's a bench in the maze. It's the That's, center. Oh, so it's not like a cheat, like if I pass by the park bench. <laughs> I guess it is the center. Yeah. I read a history of mazes, like in how these these corn mazes are made, and mm -hmm. they're mostly made to get tourists, you know? Yeah, I know. It's a maze. 
Yeah, well, you know what? You, it, you do get lost in it. <laughs> yeah, and you, it's, you can't go backwards. You know, it's not, no. a, it's not a, in the newspaper. Well, I was like, I want to start from finish and go, you know, trace my finger. I'm like, no, sir. I would never do one of these mazes in the winter if it was lightly snowing just a little bit because I would be in the shining. That's right. It gets a little spooky. I yeah, love this last really spooky. Now, you're talking about slapstick where nobody gets hurt. He just yeah. pole vaulted. He pole vaulted. He said, for Scotland! He pole vaulted. What is that? And he smashed through a greenhouse. And then he started reprimanding the guy who was like, what the fuck? He was like, stand up straight, so You know, and stuff. It's so English. Oh, my goodness. So our Elliot Dellum, our aristocrat, has right. now given orders to, like, a soldier. Deliver this for me. Chop, chop. Right away by private messenger. Right? So United States government guy just did it. We've been in these movies of England before. Like, it's about class, right? So that's the comedy, is these different people of different classes trying to escape a corn maze. Yes. That comedy and the different branches, they contrast each other, you know? The American sticks out like a sore thumb. When you're listening to them, you think you're you're watching, like, uh, I Dream of Genie's... Um, I don't know. He's just so American of the day. This is 65, so it's like setting up for, I don't know, I guess this guy didn't hit in the end, right? So the note reached the person. They brought a fucking chopper. I love it. Now everyone wants that chopper. Right. And everyone's going to get it. And they don't, well, you know what, that's it. Fuck for one person. Wow, look at this. So is this funny, this image? They have a real people dangling? Do you, you know, that has a crazy music, probably, or... I don't know. I do find it funny. I, it's a spectacle. I like seeing movies, and if there's going to be explosions and car crashes, sometimes, you know, it's supposed to be funny. It's a funny premise. This is a funny premise. It's just not, like, a chortle. I don't know. It's, it's like weird. you're going into a pretend place for entertainment value. So it's right. like... You know it's a fake movie. Even if it was a nuclear explosion, you know it's a fake movie. So you can, okay, watch how they get hit by the trees and the director kind of cheated us or the cinematographer. Oh, they're on a human fox hunt? Ooh, this is like the hunt. Right. Yeah. Now, they're giving everyone a mile. <clears throat> you can't be within one mile of this base starting, you know, with, uh, in one hour. So now these guys are just scrambling to get off base. So they both got bonked <laughs> off the chopper. They all got bonked off the chopper into the woods. Now, this scavenger hunt, do they have to pick the items in a particular order? Or can they just... Except for one. There's one they're going to be asked to get that they don't know about yet. They're all supposed to go to this hoity-toity organization thing. Uh, and ask for a message. Um, I have more, I have more questions regarding their scavenger hunt. Do okay. you have to know the bride to be part of this uh, scavenger hunt at no. the, the bachelorette party? No, you don't have to know the bride. So this is not uh, a bachelorette something party. Something borrowed. 
Now, do you really have to be like, are you from the city, man? Like, do you have to be a native? You have to be born in San Francisco, and the clues are like, this place has a picture of something on the second floor. And you're like, oh, that's Ireland's 32, obviously. (laughs) Anyone from the city would know that. Like, is it an obscure city hunting? No, it's all British stuff. Gotcha. Have you done a scavenger? When was the last time you did a scavenger hunt? Uh, Like, when I was, you know, like... Early twenties, I don't know. Did you do one for your children? Like, hey, kid, we have a family activity. Uh, probably. I don't yeah. have a memory of a scavenger hunt. I always thought it was kind of like busy work. You know, I think it's fun when you when you try to find things in the city, like, uh, or your your neighborhood, like just little details, and you'd be like, uh-huh. oh, of course, or like, you know, it's it's kind of clever. Uh, our man. My our man Godfrey, my man Godfrey, mm-hmm. was uh, like a 1940s uh, screwball okay, comedy. I have to interrupt, right? Okay. Right now, a real fox hunt is fucking up the army. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, Pat. Oh well, so they they have a scavenger hunt, and one of the items they they have to find the upper class is a homeless man, uh-huh. and they find this guy, and he stays on as their butler, and it winds up that you know his life was ruined, but he had a a history of his own, and. Uh, but it was just funny that, like, you know, these, it was so like the hoity toity during the Depression were like, uh, yeah, the scavenger hunt was to find a, a bum as in the parlance. Right. That's so robber baron. Yeah. Oh, the old British gag. Is he going to, like, stop drinking or something? This is uh, great, no, Carl. I know exactly why you thought that. Yeah, like usually James Bond drives by and the guys are drinking and fishing, and then when he he drives by his car in the water, he like throws the bottle in the water. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. This guy's in a wetsuit. Have you ever walked in a wetsuit? It's fucking painful. Ooh, nice yeah. uh, jagged swipe. Okay, now this is the guy who didn't get picked up by the chopper, and his joke the whole time will be, he's digging uh, a hole, right? And he'll get caught. So you have to be. One mile away from the base, okay? So our American has done that. Now he's in the process of stealing clothes to get dry. I always like it when they hang up their sheets. It's like a dressing room. Yeah. Now he's got a little BB pellet, you know. Yeah, British. Blow gun, is that what it's called? The BBB, British BB gun. Oh, I yeah, I remember BBB one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right that's really played well you would say you would announce it you would say this is bbb1 <laughs> our broadcast day this is service b base well that's more like a radio guy oh the old room is calling his girlfriend okay uh-huh it was really nice uh, and she's helpful and great. Now, he's not supposed to have any help, but none of them follow the rules. So no, well, this is seems very arbitrary. Well, she's going to be a player in the whole thing. Whoa, look at this. Whoa, look at her go. Who can turn the world on with <laughs> Oh, no, is she driving? This is 1965. Okay, the car so- trying to pass her. Right. Her comedic joke throughout the whole movie is she just fucking obliviously has crashes and 
threatens lives and you know she's a nuisance she barks the wrong places jesus talk about nostalgia i can't even think of a good woman's driver joke look at that look at what she just did jesus christ no i'm being american now right jiminy cricket okay listen one of the things on the list is an english rose now it's called the like a royalty snooty name so they think it's a person so oh. he's there to look up the, he's, yeah um, he's looking <laughs> the skirt of no to look up the name of this royal person Excuse he's at the library me? yeah he's at the library now this is the mom he stole the pants from he doesn't She's know a- it Really? Yeah. This is a small town. But the fucking kid knows it. Hello, I'm an innocent, dummy American. Yes, <laughs> well, I'm pompous. Hey, I'm looking for a book. I think he fits this picture fine. I don't know why the director needs to shit on this guy. He's not He's not trying to hitch a star off this movie. Maybe it's right. the movie's fault it didn't launch his fucking career. Yeah, yeah. You know, because people continue to act. You know, he doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to, you got a bunch of like, this the all-star cast and they put an unknown in there, big deal. Yeah, They were just really pissed big. that it was American, you know, that they were trying to go for an American audience, pander to an American audience. You know, this is really quite funny, his condescension, if you ever get to see this movie without us. Sure. So now the mom's, you know, she goes, take off those pants. What? And he goes, I have that effect on women. I just can't explain it. <laughs> American. Those are my husband's clothes. This is what a coincidence. Ooh, now, gee, I can't do that. I can't jump into a car like that. Well, you're not, I mean, we're not 20. Maybe he's 31. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're getting like, what is oh, that? Oh, no, no, I'm not saying. I'm not you saying that I'm old. Crazy. I just don't want to be in a car with a woman driving. <laughs> Goodness, Michael. I'm shocked. Look, look at her. She can't how... drive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it's fake in a movie. It's a comedic point, and it's an of an age in which they weren't sensitive to stereotypes. So shame on them, and let's enjoy. Well... Get a Rolls Royce. Oh, so they're going to steal the hood of the Rolls Royce at the dealership? Well, yeah. You see, the guy who's trying to buy here, he's, uh, where is he? Ah, there he is. His name is Lee Montague. You might have seen him in Space 1999. Nope. Uh, he was that in that miniseries called Holocaust in 78. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was Roots and then it was Holocaust. Yeah, he's Staff Sergeant Mansfield, and so his comedic thing throughout is he's going to get everything he needs. He's going to buy it, but he's going to use Army requisition for it. You know, that's like a you can invoice the Army. Oh, so, so he's it, buying the hood ornament. He should just buy everything else, right? Call it a day. Go, that's Amazon. what he will do. That will be his community. He goes. I don't think that's quite right, Guild, sir. That's better than money, I tell ya. He just cheats. He just buys his way. 
Well, I don't know. He is the uh, staff sergeant. Okay, right. so it is in his power to like no administration, which means like expense reports and shit. There's a, and there's a sense of urgency. Do they have to complete this? The well, yeah, two days, forty-eight hours. Huh. Oh, I like this arboreum. Well, this is where they're gonna find that snooty named. We'll get some like I'm shocked nun jokes, you know. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm gonna pass. I want none of that. <laughs> We've said that joke too much. I, well, none more. None, none more. Both the Raven. We none said that. More. So we said uh, that joke. I think we said yeah, none of them. Lady McDonough. Lady McDonough. Lady Frances McDonough, that's what it was. I think I I think I would hope it's a federal crime to steal plants from an arboreum. That arboreum mm -hmm. should be like part of a federal Protected. Yeah. There ought to be a law. Don't you think there is, Mike? Of course. You can't do what he just did. You're no, it's supposed to. Look, someone took it from before us. Yep. Hello, we're going to pretend lie and stuff. We're Americans. Can you explain what these things are? They're oh, she's, flowers. He's so English, but he's oh, American. Yeah, yeah, he's so English. It's, Goodness, it's so hot in here. I'll have to take off all of my clothes. The nuns go, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Arboreums do get, it does get hot in arboreums. You know, a lot of yeah. it's natural lighting. It was built, you know, in the 1800s or something before electricity. For more information about the Arboreum, <laughs> visit the Arboreum Welcome Library. to Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> Hello. This, oh. this is our Arboreum. I didn't see you come in. I'm churning butter, which was common at the time. <laughs> I mean, it's common in my time is what I meant to say. I need this job. You know, in Colonial Williamsburg, I am the butter churner. But I'm on my break. I'm Mike, and I'm on my phone. <laughs> Okay, so God. she's doing the, she wants the rose. So she's doing this ruse. This is all in the service of her American boyfriend, by the way. I gotta bring that up to the end of the film, okay? Okay, so she's doing it for her love of her life. So they're gonna, they're gonna win the prize and go off together. I got you. So he, he has like run up to him going, Oh, Leo, it's wonderful to see you, Leo. And kiss, 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 kiss. Then he goes, Madam, please contain yourself. He goes, oh, it's me. It's my eyes. You're not him at all, are you? He's like, what can I ever do to make it up to you? Let me give you a ride into London. That's quite right of you. Here we what go. is Laurie? What's your story, Morning Glory? Uh, Laurie? You know, it rolls through with that. White. They must. They must have. The swipe. These swipes are so obnoxious. Not since oh, Star okay. Wars have been so self-conscious. There's like jagged swipes, and there's like a. Uh, we hate Caddyshack. Terrible movie. <laughs> Why is he busted? He just escaped. Okay. What, the, he, what did he escape from? He was within one mile. That's of... ridiculous. Yeah, but the MP doesn't know that. That's bullshit. So they, yeah, the MP does know that. So they, they put him back into the maze. 
Oh, this guy will never leave. Right, and that's going to be his whole joke. So here's Denim. So he's rich, right? So he's got himself right, a so brother. He's, right, he's gone yeah. back to his hotel. Or he's either getting a hotel or this is the place he resides at often. Darling, how are you? Look what? at that little dog. <laughs> little dog. He hugs him while holding me a little dog around him. So cute. How much do you think that little dog would be? That's a pretty, pretty high-end dog, right? <laughs> a pure breed. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Probably yeah. like, I don't know, today, maybe $4,000. Damn. If you, with all his shots and his papers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> do you like my hair? I do. I say I do. Okay, basically now, what, what, what Elliot Denham is doing is he's having everyone around him go fetch him things, right? Oh, so he, he great, yeah, of course. So he's because like, he can. go bring me the hood ornament of the Rolls Royce, of your father's Rolls Royce. And she's like, oh, but I'm starving, can't we eat first? This will only take you but 30 minutes, but <laughs> an hour past or something. I love it. I have some things for you to arrange. You can count on me, sir. Go get these ducks. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's the flower is the Lady Macbeth. It is yeah. the uh, the duck. Right. Yeah, that's what, uh, like a decoy duck. Right. It's uh, the Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. And it's, then. Check this one out. It's an electric hare, a rabbit from a greyhound race. Oh, cool. Yeah. It is the lock of hair and the autograph of a French pop singer. And then it's another item they don't know yet. Well, you know, the director wasn't allowed at the racetrack because uh, they were nervous. He was, he was a born winner. <laughs> That's right. You, you cannot your, – your money's no good here, sir. Yeah. I think I said that backwards. Can I help you? Yes, I'm Mr. Winner. Well, aren't you cocky? Well, the house will not honor your request, sir. <laughs> Now, please allow the next patron, please step aside for paying customer. You know, I prefer director director Michael Loser. More to my heart. <laughs> you know, I I don't use high-definition film. Like, all my friends insist on it. I think it's, you know, they're, they're so, like, fucking stoned and fucked up. You know, everything's out of focus. I work uh -huh. with definition film now. Love it. Give me a second. I will not work with high-definition film. Don't even get me started on tweaking definition. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, the, oh, the worst is way too high-definition films because <laughs> right. you, they're not focused and uh, you, they lose the plot and like, they switch stories. It's just, you know, Make I got you. Uh-oh, okay, now... Scotsman's washing. She has lured him into, like, her relative's apartment in the city. She's got him to take a shower, and now she's nicking. She's nicking. She's stealing the rose. Now we'll get some... Oh, we didn't get, like, a bad driving joke. She's driven away with it. These are the, the relatives who are arriving home. I was going to say, like, they just left this... Literally, this guy is hanging. They left this guy hanging. See, he's hanging right now, his balls. <laughs> now, look, you see those ducks? Yeah. I don't know. Somehow those aren't the ducks that the rest of the people go for. 
but they're English ducks. They're traditional. They're ceramic. Those look like bathroom tiles. I'll show you what I mean later. I love it. They go in. There's the Scotsman showering in their house. And so if it's common, then that's the easiest item in the scavenger hunt. Yeah, what he's saying right now is, I've brought me me squatters, right? <laughs> no, he's not. He's embarrassed, and he's mad at uh, the girlfriend. Right. Annabella. Annabelle Nash. Annabelle Nash. Annabelle Nash? Anna Nash? <laughs> I, A Nash? No. Nash. no. Look, she was only in that Bond spoof that Casino Royale. And yeah, let's not, talk about, let's not talk about that movie. Yeah, why? I got other ones in that movie. All right. No, go ahead. I, I want to hear the other ones. Why? We're not talking about it. It's a really hard movie to sit through. Yeah, I know. I, I never finished it. Myself. I don't know. I have no memory of it anymore because... I finished it. I said, listen, I, I've been watching this half-assed for 25 years. I'm just going to watch it all the way through. And I went, what, what a waste of my life. <laughs> like, I did it, right? It has a good theme song, at least. It was multiple directors directing Casino Royale as a parody yeah. of James Bond with different people. Of course, Woody Allen playing Jimmy Bond, his cousin. I don't, See, I remember, I tell you, I've seen that film, uh, but I must have quit on it because I don't have, Yeah, no, I know tough. he was in it. Well, it was also Orson Welles and John Huston. It was like every like top 60s kind of jokey. It was the uh, you must be joking of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was two I, years later. I must have just dismissed it, uh, even though I might have seen it. I don't know. That's how bad it sucked, I guess. It's really hard. And when they actually did the Daniel Craig version, I was like, took me, I said, I'm not going to watch it. And then when I saw <laughs> it, <laughs> I was relieved, you know. Okay, so he's got this ploy that he's with the uh, – uh, what was that Kennedy organization where he, the kids would go uh, help? Peace Corps. The Peace Corps. He's got this scam going where he's in the Peace Corps and he's collecting stuff. And, you know, even these ducks, because they sell them for money. Anyway, he luckily opened up the door on a sexy one. Right. Like, why don't you come inside? Mm-hmm. You know, like. He's very sexy. Cleavage out. Yeah. So, He's got a lower class accent like that, but she's got the ducks on her wall. That's what he's here for. You see him? Yeah, I see it. Nice view. Yeah. First time I ever saw him, I was quacking up. So he saw the married, uh, that she's married. Yes, just now. <laughs> Amazing. I love that dress. Lingerie dress. It's corset. Your work must be very interesting, eh? He's core. What? What? Uh, Darling, I innocently popped over to take you to lunch. Oh, is it like, oh, not again, dear? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, You've seen this movie and this scene. 
I did, but you know what? This movie didn't offer closed captioning, so I was at, I lost the C half the time. I'm talking to the bird, Gavner. All right, yeah, you you routed me. I saw this movie. Love it, like no expense spared. We'll go to your friends at Flat and shoot the scene. And we'll just smash all these. Yeah, smash all you. Oh, this is where you leave. He's like a bland Dick Clark. Yeah, he doesn't. I guess how else is he supposed to respond? Oh, come on. <laughs> you know what? Do you think he's Luke or Owen or Andrew uh, Wilson? Um, he's the one in church ball. Andrew. So he's an Andrew Wilson. He's got no spark. He's got I, no. I would say he's Luke. Maybe Luke uh, just phoning it in. There it the is. That's all he one. wanted. The weakest one. Look, he's got one of them. Now, yeah. look, somehow he's got a neck. Probably just right. read it in the script. Where did he get the net from? Maybe when he was coming out of the lake. Right. I don't remember him walking in with a net. Right. The um, I guess it was in his stack, but the uh, the fisherman would be the place to get him to have that net. net but they didn't do that. I keep a net with me. Oh, look at that! Another obnoxious swipe. That was a Vertical well, they're trying to be goofy. They're trying to be... Okay, here we have our ongoing joke. So the one joke. Yeah. And they're like, goodness, Craig, how you do keep at it. Please sit. It's not often I can speak with the ranks, don't you say? So he goes like, tell me, do you think the army's everything we promise in the adverts? <laughs> All it's cracked up to me. Because, yes, sir, for the opportunity, sir. Like, like this one right now. And then they arrest him. <laughs> Keep it up, chap. I'm rooting for you. Oh, here they come. Damn it. I, uh, oh, yeah. Did hey. you see me and my fair lady? Hasn't happened yet, but stay tuned. <laughs> I validated my parking, guys. I think it's a little drastic. Isn't he dressed like the valet? <laughs> oh, he yeah, right. I... Okay, so, so he's... here we are down at the Greyhound track, and our staff sergeant is once again doing a requisition for him and buying a rabbit. Strange request. Yeah, he's making up like, it's General Gustavus' desire to get for his, you know... Who won a million at the Belmont Stakes? It's a present, it is. How many mechanical hairs are there in the world? Uh, okay, they've they've got them in stock like ten, twenty. I mean, it's a racetrack. If, if it's a spare part, right. Well, I understand they have like two of them, and next thing you know, they have four hair bunnies. No, no, no. They, they have eight. No, these are and there's like six seeds. Oh, no. No. They're not trouble with the tribbles. These, these, these aren't the fucking bunnies. These are the mechanical bunnies. There. Hey, look, it's it's nineteen year old Mike Spiegelman. Well, I wasn't I wasn't trying to steal the the Rolls Royce thing. But <laughs> right. I go, yeah, he goes, <laughs> I thought it was loose, and the guy goes, "Not on today's Rolls Royce." The older models, perhaps, but 
blokes used to nick them. Look. It's so BC boys. That must have been shot in reverse or something. Something, yeah. I think, yeah. Okay, here we have a Rolls Royce, and it's an older one, just what they need. They're going to steal it. Right. Oh, it looks like a rock band. Right. The the cavemen. It's the cavemen. That's right. They're the Beatles. The Trogs. I'm not a fan of their outfit. You see the hat? And they're wearing pants. Oh, right. A true caveman would not be wearing pants. But, you know, when you're shopping in London, it's best to wear pants. Well, wearing pants is so easy a caveman could do it. Now, was that funny that the moving... uh, I don't know. We've seen this movie before when it comes to stuff like this, right? Yeah, I I mean, like, I appreciate the effort, and it is the cinema, and I want to see stuff, you know? So I'm always excited when they smash into something. But I don't think it's funny funny. I mean, it's amazing. It's not dramatic action. Eye candy. It's not really funny, funny at all. It's to keep you watching and engaged. A guy trips. He slips. He got. He gets punched. Now he's in the car. You know. Look at the fan. I love you, caveman Ringo. I love you, caveman George. So everyone wants a selfie, mostly with caveman George. Okay. Really? Right. And that's why they got mobbed and they got away with. Hey, hey, we're the caveman. We're missing a Rolls Royce. The, oh, wow, the water's spilling out of it. It's real damaged. No, but they're too busy driving. You <laughs> notice their car's breaking down. In a turnabout. They were just trying to be stupid. <laughs> oh, all right. My money's on Swan's Pottle. We're the dumb general. You're already betting. You're so addicted. You don't even know the odds. You, you're not familiar with the culture. Come on, Swab. Listen, I got my 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 uh, my son's bought medicine money right here. Parmesan money right here. <laughs> All right. He needs a new pair of shoes. Oh, so he snuck on. He's going to steal the hair this way. Yeah, he's going to steal the real one from the track. He's going to unfucking screw <laughs> it and pull it out. And his will have the mechanical part dangling like a stick. There, there he goes. Is. That's one of my favorite books, Funny, where he falls in love with the electric hair. He just chases him around, the, you know. Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> he kisses her, and he, like it's electrocuted. like, wowza. <laughs> That's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. It's a metaphor of life, Carl. It's that Scottish bloke. He's got my rabbit down there. Oh yeah! Look, they're all they're all there. Look, they're... see those bowler hats. Yeah, they the mean, bowler. I have a position here. I work here for you. Know what I mean? Like it's a uniform. But you know what? I'm gonna forget this joke. I did see this movie. There was a moment where Terry Thompson, uh, the police come, and then the, the guys with the bowler caps come, and he goes, "Oh, great! Now you yeah. bowler cap guys are here." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. It's really the um. <laughs> My fair lady guy, he said this. Oh, it was my fair lady. I just yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so he has followed. He learns that someone robbed it, so they had to get a new one. So he followed them to the storage room. He made a wedge in the door. Now he can slip in and steal a rabbit. Right there, he is. Somebody's coming. Why? It's the Scotsman. What are you doing there? You're not going to believe this. 
but someone's nicked the rabbit. Hey, what? Some bloke. It was hair today. <laughs> Don't be too careful. He's gonna lock him inside. Uh, but you could see that movie too. You if know, it would uh, disturb their script, they would do it. Oh, right, of course, yeah. Ba da da da. It's a mad, 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 <laughs> mad world. <laughs> we uh, we've seen a lot of like race movies. Last week was a walking race movie. Uh, yeah, and, and we saw my old man. Yeah, my old man was a horse racing, and uh, Cannibal Run. I guess that's another like. Yeah, that counts yeah. certainly as a race. Are my, are we out of examples? Oh no, we have a bunch of more. I guess that's entertaining too. Here's your rabbit, sir. Oh, jolly good. Uh, so he's winning. Yeah, well, he's up to par with everyone Is else. It, how is it going with those ducks? I'm terribly sorry, sir. That is a bit of a problem. You see, they're not manufactured anymore. Golf with the right price, you can... <laughs> so now he's, like, calling up somebody he knows, like, who, like... You'd make it out of clay and then eat it in the oven at the hotel. Uh, He's making a golem? No, it's it's those ducks. Oh, <laughs> I got you. You know what a but golem I don't understand is, right? This. Yeah, I know what a golem is. It's a monster. A Jewish monster, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I like he's just a monster. I don't I don't look at I don't discriminate. Don't take fucking credit for this one. This was a Jewish monster. No such thing. No oh, such now thing. it's a holiday monster. Fuck you. <laughs> That'd be great in reverse, right? Yeah. A holiday monster. <laughs> oh, may I be the uh, fourth person uh, this year to wish you a Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm going to a Christmas song. How's it go? Christmas, 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 Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, 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 Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Well, I think now that, oh, look at that, that the curtain rises twice. Uh, I, I, so here's a knock. This is funny. It's like knock, knock, knock. Why don't you listen? Why don't you listen? Put on your stuff. I'll put it on Oh, it's the mole. Listen to the way he talks to him. This is the greatest thing about this movie is their accents. It's jolly good show, my man. You're really at it, aren't you? Oh, they're just waiting outside. We're all pulling for you. There always has to be one guy who just doesn't do much right. of the same thing over and over, and then at the end he gets it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. They're putting him back in the middle of the maze right now. And go. And he'll start digging again. Okay, so here's our American with a rabbit who just chased fierce dogs. Yes, artisanal dogs. I saw the sign. Here are ducks being made out of clay for the aristocracy. This the pompous has. 
Well, to be oh right, so he doesn't even like. He has to make his own art- homemade one. Well, that's his plan, but that won't be used in the end. Oh no! Wait. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, yes, he's making his own because he can't find them and he can afford it. He's paying like three grand for custom. But isn't that the joke that if those things are considered like a lower class uh, ornament that it's in every house, like a lower class house? Okay, look, that the rich... see that? That's the ducks that he needed. They were able to go out. See what I mean? She's making them for nothing. It, it doesn't make sense in the oh, I... Huh. It, she was his plan B. Did we really need that little detour? But she's not. She really doesn't give a duck in this movie. Oh, duck her! At least that's what Winner says. Okay, yeah, this right, guy yeah. was in. This guy was in Jagger's uh, performance. Remember, we saw performance. Was it? Oh, this guy in the phone. Yeah, I recognize him. I don't he recognize was, the phone. He was one of the bad guys who yeah. were coming to pick up. He saw him all fucked up in the foyer. Good to see you again, bloke. <laughs> he was good at performance. Oh, look, there's a record store. Oh, is this like a pop shop? <clears throat> no, it's the headquarters of a lot of pop stars. What these people are doing are fake autographs and stuff like that. You know. For oh, and like there's hair and... Like oh, they're pretending that every rock star in the world is the fame of the Beatles. Okay? So the whole world is asking for photos... You know what I mean? It's uh, autographed. Dear caveman, can you send me a lock of your hair? Right. And it goes to like one central uh, processing. So, like, right. Pull the hair from the wall. Right. So he's just looking for someone to give her a signature of Sylvia already. So one of the things on the list is a lock of hair and, a, and an autograph of Sylvia, the French pop star. Uh, Sylvia Who, Tarnett. Yeah, now this is a real pop star, right? No. No, okay. <clears throat> but the actress who played her passed away the year later. Um, I Her name was Patricia Viterbo, and I didn't look her up. I she's, You'll see, she's very bland. She didn't do right. anything but say, I'm here. There she is. I brought my face. Don't have a little dog with me. Well, so I, I read a bunch of user reviews just to see uh, what the hell I was watching. And uh, someone said that she died a year later. Uh-huh. The actress. I guess so. I miss her. I miss her, too. It's been, like, you know, it's almost 50 years. Year, yeah. She was, uh, she was bland. She was bland. I'm not going to lie. This isn't her funeral. So... All part of being British is the flower, it's the uh, ornament, it's right. the uh, status well, symbol, and right. it's a local pop star who's. Uh, and and the rabbit, you know, from yeah. everyone bets at the track in England. Right, park life, all the people, so many people, all go hand in hand, hand in hand, hand park in life. Hand. I was thinking Blur, Park Life. Park Life. <laughs> yeah, then you go down to the racetrack. A Park Life. <laughs> oh, Carl, that was only 20 years ago, 30 years right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. Park it. Here she is being bland. I am, I've got an accent. I'm 
Grizzelda. I wish I had told you in the beginning of the film to put on the music because I heard Auntie Griselda. Oh, it was so really? Like, it goes like, dan, 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 dan. we're a crazy song for a movie, dan, dan. and then it goes, I know she's having a fit, dun, dun. she doesn't like me a bit, dun, dun. and then it goes back to, I'm a movie theme, you should hear it, it's Auntie Griselda right in the middle of their song. That's so funny. Yeah. I wonder if they shot it black and white in the TV show, too. I, 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 it's, uh, it was, by the way, it was, um, uh, instrumental only. There was no singing, so you could really sing Griselda, Auntie Griselda, along to it. Right. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check it out next time I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, so, uh, showgirls. Now we're on a TV set, and <clears throat> for some reason, the scavenger hunt focus of the movie is now turned to uh, getting the autograph and lock of hair. Wow. This happened. They're all doing this sequentially, so they all approach at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not supposed to. They don't have to. No, they just have two days to find all these things. Right. What I mean is, like, they could have, you know, one would be getting a Rolls Royce thing as another one is trying to get an autograph. Like, they pair up two or three of them at a time to compete. Right. I could see them all approaching the same live broadcast to meet up with the pop star. Right, right. Yeah. No, you don't understand, my good man. I have an appointment. Do ring her. He's calling her him a foreigner. Like, for instance, I mean, he's Scottish, and it's really insulting to go, what is that crazy accent you have? You're a foreigner. It's an... Okay, never mind. <laughs> They're all doing the same thing here. Oh, right. This is my excuse that I can go into the TV filming. At least an American brought flowers. That's a uh, classy. Uh... <laughs> and she was like, oh, she can't be near those. I'm very allergic, you know, getting all pollinated. Oh, I didn't know. I guess I didn't miss that detail. Oh, a Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris. Streets of... San Francisco, Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris, I knew a Lynn Harris. You, she did she do a show in 1965? No. <laughs> Best of the Caveman? Caveman no. Mania? No, no, no. Cavemania. He was not alive. Oh, the Caveman. Oh, no, it's a different pop star. Yeah, that's right. Look, we're they get... hugging. Just keep hugging each other. Ooh, there's a hey, say, aren't you that uh, conceited, easy, indelible star? Yeah, let me sign an autograph. So these are cameos, right? This guy, I, I would be like, holy shit. Okay, the answer is yes. If you know English TV, you'd know this guy. That's why, like, my research comes up short. Like, yeah. he was on Doink Doink Hour. Right, yeah, no, I hear you. Meet the Skittles for three seasons. He played Wackadoo. It's just <laughs> like it doesn't make any Okay, so look, he lures him into the closet. It's kind of convenient. You know, we're, we've seen this movie. Disrespects his autograph. Right. Well, he's not the pop star. 
So he comes in, he goes, where's Popstar? And he goes, I'm his understudy. What? He was, you know, he had, he got sick at the bar. And he asked me to come over and do the dancing. Wow. The hullabaloo would never do that. They would just cancel the live broadcast. Now, the thing is, I'm not sure. I think the joke is he doesn't really know how to dance, so he just makes it up. I think that's the joke. Right. So he's just supposed to do the new dance, or he's going to sing? He's going to dance. What's this? I'll not have me me talent dancing <laughs> with some ruffian off the street. Oh, give him a chance. No, wait, she's a French person. Do give him a chance. I can't do it. Bonjour, monsieur. I think he deserves a chance, no? The opportunity. He looks uh, like a train conductor to me. I know, right? Well, maybe he's a Maytag repairman and come to TV in Comcast. Right. This is closed circuit TV. That explains why it's so clean. And well, another uh, movie. We're in a movie meeting where it's a really clean image that pops right up. Movie. Okay. <laughs> is the joke that he's just making it up? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. It's not hilarious. Well, is he going to go up and, like, pull her hair at the end? <laughs> you don't no. think this is funny? Oh, uh, cool. yeah, it's not not funny. Yeah. So yeah, is... his competitors, of course, recognize that it's him. And they're like, fuck this. So watch what Scotsman does. For Scotland! And he's like, ha-ha! <laughs> nice. That was for that studio. It was a cheap production. They must have just shot in their own production studio. It. I guess, yes. This guy is funny. Yes. I think so. He has to keep going. That's the joke. It's all framed as a normal show. They can't even tell. It's improv uh, chor choreography. Chor choreographed. Yeah, it's improv choreographed. It's improbiographic. That was that was the famous yeah, sing, singing in the rain movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was probably like three reasons. Oh no. So now, in a very genuine way that is respectful to everyone's rights, it's concerned. Right, go he on. He gets sweet on the girl. Oh, on the pop star. Yeah. So an hour into this movie, two-thirds of the film, now, the he thing finds is, another girl. He's got his nice girlfriend. So what's going on here? But yes, he and he's, look, it's genuine. It's heartfelt. He's not trying to bang her, okay? <laughs> he's just macking on her after a live production? No, like, macking means that oh, okay. you want to get some. Well, I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about the Scotsman. He's always uh -oh. macking. He's but, always back in. Yeah, he he was McDonald's, lured by the girl. McDougal. Always Mac. Oh, his name is. He's always Mac. Uh, Sydney McGregor, Sergeant Major Sydney McGregor. He like lifts him off of the armpit. Wow, this this was really breaking the fourth wall in this first two walls first. 
<laughs> Wait, was that a joke because the wall broke? Yeah, I was going to say, most <laughs> movies break the fourth wall, not this one. They broke the first and the second wall. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. More wacky cuts. Okay. Hi, I'm your girlfriend. I'm just yeah. here waiting. Well, let me explain myself. I had to get the autograph. Did you get the autograph? No, but I got her address. Right. I'm banging her. Hopefully. Now, he's going in here to get the last item, you know, to get a letter in which he'll learn what the sixth item is. I mean, you know, at this point in the movie, when I watched it, I said, just get this over with. You know, there's always, like, when there's a uh, Kevin Hearn type movie or there's, like, you must get the six items. It gets tedious. Even Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you know, it's like, I yeah. must defeat seven exes. I was relieved when two of them were in one fight. I was like, beat this. <laughs> yeah, check off two. Well, what this is meant to be is set up our third act. Like, you don't know what the sixth one is, and they seem to have gotten all the others. You see? So it sets up. Okay, this is a men on, men's only club, and it's as old as the hills. So they're freaking out. That yeah. woman must exit this fire! Men's only. Yeah. You can tell from their mem uh, and it's also members only. You can tell from their jackets. Yeah, yeah. Wait, something would work with men's only. Just for men. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, right. Uh, for something would work. for him. No, wait. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Okay, so there's an insurance company um, called Lloyd's of London, and sure. they go back to the like 1400s or some crap. I don't know. Yeah. But um, there was this British warship named the Lutane that was wrecked, and they had they insure all shipping. They really had to pay through the nose. So they got this bell from the wreckage, and they hung it in their offices. It's called the Lutine Bell, and it's it used to be rung whenever like there was a ship that was missing, and then they found it. It wasn't down. They would ring the bell, you know. So that's what's on the – there it is right there. That's what's on the list. They have to steal the Lloyds of London bell, the Lutropine bell. Wow. Wait, so there's just one bell, right? Yeah. There's not so, four sets of bells. Uh, well, okay, since you're pushing me, in truth, there is one. And there's also this replica, and, and that will get used as well. Okay. So uh, I have a question regarding Lloyd's of London. Did Lloyd have a last name? Lloyd? No. If you lived in London, the population wasn't so big back then. If you lived in London, you knew Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Well, I always mixed him up with Lloyd from Liverpool. <laughs> when, of Liverpool. When London was population 75, you knew Lloyd from London. Oh, look, where did he get the phone from? He's just walking around with it? No, it's like, uh, that's like insurance office broker phone kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah, I see. It's on the wall. Aristocracy's calling him up, <laughs> basically extorting him, saying like, oh, great to see you, Jeff. Remember those two girls we banged behind certain people's backs last right. summer? Yeah, right. Bring me the Lloyds of London. Um Bring me the Lucetine Bell. All right. 
Oh, so this guy has to do it for him, and he's extorting him. Right. No, it's so aristocracy for him to just be, like, in his air control tower going, straight on, then, right away, chop, chop. So, yeah, so he looks up at the bell. I mean, he's really in a pickle. What's he going to do? Steal? No. Of course not. Oh, look, there's uh, people not from London. London. It's so popular that they have tours. The thing is, dumb as that sounds, that is really true in real life. Wait, what's going on? We're doing a Union Jack uh, swipe? Yeah, because we're going to the Army headquarters. Now, in this scene, basically, it's just like... It's like I'm a bad race. They're, they're recapping? No, yeah. he finds out that they, he asked for the Lusitine Bell as part of this army operation. If that's true, it's grand theft larceny, you know? So the general's like, let's make no mistake. This is your project, your plan, your everything. If somebody's going down, it's you. I won't stake my neck out on... Can I give him a listen for a second because of these actors? Okay. What did I say, sir? Oh, yeah, no, Terry Townsend is there. Oh, they caught him again. Oh, delightful. He, he's like, he has a really distinct voice, so even though it's very soft. So yeah. hopefully it picked up. Oh, we're almost getting there. So our Paul Mole Man never never got anything yet. Who? Are the Mole, Mole Man? Man. No. Yeah, Mole Man. No, that's his whole shtick throughout. Oh, look, the bell swipe. Yeah, bell swipe. Isn't that creative? Okay, he's that's going to the replica. replica. Well, he's that's no clever. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to. No one's on the floor. Now, the mole was in Faulty Towers for one episode, but he was in one of the – he was in some of the Carry On movies. Yeah, which we are fans of the Carry On movie. Uh, we, watched the, we watched the last one, right, Carry On Columbus, which was a uh, – after 20 years, they revived it in honor of the uh, uh, centennial, I guess, the, the five-tennial of uh, Columbus's Discovery of America. Now, that was a really good film, I felt, you know, and one of the best parts of, I mean, it's stupid, you can't take it for real, but if you right. just forget all that and say, okay, just do stupid things for me, then there's that scene where they broke, he broke character, right? He, they were going to hang him. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, okay, I was going to share my treasure with all of you, but go ahead, hang me, I understand. That's all right. We would have just frittered away the money wastefully anyway. Go ahead and hang me. <laughs> do you remember that one? I do. I remember that, and I remember Rick, uh, two guys from The Young Ones in the beginning of the movie, Rick Merrill and then uh, I... uh, Neil, so, right? So then they would go on to say, of course, we're not going to kill you, Captain, if you want to really share the treasure with us. But then at the end, remember, the, he reversed it. He 